Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rabbit Weasel Podcast, episode number 24. This movie is going to be on the descent. But first, I'm your host, Jared, here as always with my brother, Justin. Justin, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. I had a really pleasant Saturday. Yeah, no complaints out this way. Nice. nice. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, all right, good. Good job. Uh, <laughs> nice and positive support. And that's Mia. Mia, my sister-in-law. How are you doing, Mia? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to talk about The Descent. Yeah, me too. So this was actually your pick. And I was very happy when you said that you wanted to cover this one because this is a movie I, I do really like. But um, why did you pick this one? So I really enjoyed this horror movie. I saw this movie back, I think maybe when I was in high school or after high school, where I had a little bit of a phase where I, we would vacation a lot in Mexico. And most of my summers, I just spent either at an arcade or renting movies and when we were there. And so I actually picked this movie in Mexico and I watched it. I think it was like subtitled. Uh, but of course, I understand English, so it wasn't like a, it was subtitled in Spanish, uh, right. in Mexico. But um, this movie, it has a lot of like really like raw themes of being really creepy, where a lot of people can be like, if you're afraid of the dark, this is definitely a movie that's going to get you. If you're afraid of being, if you're claustrophobic, I mean, there's a lot of stuff mm. here. And I think having a mostly I think all female cast was really one of the hooks too that got me interested in this movie and it has some amazing jump scares I think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's great yeah I think all, all that you said is completely completely spot on so you must have seen the movie uh when it was very new then at that mm-hmm. point if you were still in high school and have you seen it much since then uh I saw it after uh, I think in like 2015 a few times because I went through my after I moved out I went through a phase of just watching a lot of old DVDs and I actually owned that movie and so I I watched it a few times since then and then not touched it again since probably 2016 2017 and then just recently we watched it okay so you're actually more familiar with this movie than I am um I saw it probably around the same time when it was still relatively new because it got a little bit of a, a buzz. You know, people talked about this movie, I think, when it came out. But I don't know that I have seen it more than once. I probably saw it then, and I don't know if I've seen it since it came out. So having a chance to rewatch it was fun. So I'm really glad you picked it. Now, Justin, what about you? Was this the first time you had seen it? Had you seen it before? Do you remember? I think me and I had watched it together. Mm-hmm. Um and on one of her on her DVD collection, maybe when we were first dating, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember seeing it when it first came out, uh, but I I do remember watching it. So um, yeah, I think I'd seen it at least once before. Okay, and what's your? I mean, Mia summed it up really well there. But do you have anything else? Any different opinions? No, I think he did a a, a really good job. I, I mean, I think it's there are a lot of jump scares there. There's also like, I don't know what the term for it would be, but like there's gore in a way that isn't gory, but is like makes your whole body shudder because of how painful it looks. (laughs) Yeah. So like bones sticking out and stuff. And so there are several moments in this movie where I flinch 
or look away. And then I don't know that Mia mentioned it, but the I, I really like the monsters. Um, there's a couple of, you know, stories around what the monsters might mean. And apparently there are alternate versions of the ending that I want to make sure we talk about, um, which is really kind of cool too. So yeah, that's what I would add. Yeah, yeah. I got, uh, you got us some spoilers there. Right. I have a note. We'll definitely talk about the alternate endings. I've got that written down to discuss. It's important because, uh, yeah, yeah, that's something to talk about for sure. There's a lot to get into. So this movie it was released in 2005. It was written and directed by Neil Marshall. He's, uh, I believe, a British director. He's done a few other films. I think he did. Uh, I think he directed the most recent Hellboy movie that no one seemed to like. Um, but he also did the werewolf movie Dog Soldiers. Have you got either of you seen Dog Soldiers? No. no. Well, we'll have to get to. <laughs> there's a lot to get to. I say that every episode, but uh, it's a great werewolf movie. This movie came out the year we graduated high school, both Mia and me. Yeah, I was. I guess I was just going into high school at this point. So they're a few years older than me. You would have been, yep, sophomore year, because you were exactly four behind. Mm -hmm. Isn't that it really interesting and relevant to the, to the movie? Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> podcast is about us and our opinions, right? So, <laughs> dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers was a good werewolf movie. Uh, <laughs> so I would describe this movie as like... Um, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting setup, kind of like a maybe an adventure horror movie, mm. or you could call it a survival film. It's something I would like to see more of. You know, I like movies that take place in this kind of remote natural setting. I like nature-based horror movies. In movies like this, usually nature is the threat. There's always some kind of, mm. you know, either it's about surviving a like a harsh wilderness, or there's some kind of monster or attacking animals. And in this movie is Justin kind of already mentioned, it's kind of both. We really have two movies here and about halfway through it switches gears a little bit, but it's really well done. As always, you should watch the movie before you listen to the podcast, but um, I also recommend watching this one with the lights out, which you should do with every horror movie, but this one in particular, as Mia mentioned, it's a very dark movie. Yeah. You don't want any glare on your screen because you get just enough light in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you guys ready to jump into the plot? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. As Mia said, there's six characters here throughout the movie. They are all females, and it's hard because a lot of it's in the dark. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of who is who and who's doing what. Some of the characters are a little more important than, than the others. Okay. Um, so if I get anyone's name wrong, forgive me, loyal listeners. I'm not sure there's six throughout either. That's really generous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people may die. In this been about the spoilers. We did the spoiler dance already. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There's also monsters, as Justin mentioned. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, it opens with three friends, Sarah, Juno, and Beth, who love outdoor adventure activity. So this is already kind of a cool setup. You know, we're stepping away from the typical dumb kids and, you know, partying or whatever. These are like, these are tough ladies. They like doing things like rock climbing and all kinds of fun outdoor stuff. So thrill here, yeah, thrill seekers. That's a good way to put it. And here they are whitewater rafting. Has anybody ever been whitewater rafting? 
No, not yet. No, not yet. I don't think so. Not that I can recall anyways. I've done some rafting, but like really low grade rafting. Yeah. Same here. I've done it once or twice, but nothing like what they're dealing with. Um, <laughs> yeah, six flags. That's where I did it, it turns out. That wasn't really rafting. <laughs> Thunder Mountain, is that what it's called? Uh, I did get stuck under that waterfall at the one in Atlanta one time, though. It was traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad you survived. Speaking of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what they're doing. There's is pretty, pretty hardcore. And I kept waiting for um, something bad to happen there, but no, it's fine. It's um, they're, they're having fun. Sarah, her, she is being watched from the side by her daughter and husband. Mm -hmm. And after they finish rafting, she goes off with them. Her husband seems bothered about something. Uh, and she's trying to ask him what, and just like that, car crash she has this kind of blurry dream where she's seeing her daughter's birthday cake and the candles are lighting up the darkness it's very artistically done and then she wakes up in a hospital to find that both her husband and her daughter have died yeah, and she's the impaled. only one who survived hmm? impaled oh yeah they got impaled yeah just to make it worse yeah. kind of a uh, final destination stuff but yeah. and there's a little bit the of insinuation from the very beginning of what's wrong with the husband too it's it's not i mean it's a little ambiguous but it does like it seems like it has to do with one of the friends there i mean it's not like in your face obvious but you can kind of get hints of it for sure if you're paying attention Yes, and if you don't catch it the first time around, because I know I didn't the first yeah. time I watched it, but uh, once we get to some more information, it will um, it, it'll become more obvious. There's a lot of little little stuff in here that you can pick up on later. Yeah. After some time has passed, you know, we cut forward to I don't know. Does it say how long? I think it was a year, but I'm not sure if the movie actually tells us how long it's been. You get the impression that some time has passed and Sarah, Beth, and Juno are kind of getting back together, you know, um, a reunion trip. This time they are going spelunking. That's a fun word, spelunking. Okay. If you don't know what, yeah, if you don't know what that is, that's going through caves, usually um, like tight spaces, you know, climbing around in caves. Uh, it's also a terrible NES video game, but uh, <laughs> how do you ruin a game about going through caves sorry back on track they are staying <laughs> they're staying in a cabin with three other women uh sam rebecca and holly and i think they're friends with one of them but they don't all know each other and we realize throughout the night that sarah is not okay right she hasn't mentally recovered which is perfectly understandable considering what she's been through she keeps having like little memories of them and she's having nightmares trauma yeah yeah she's traumatized right of course she is so the next morning the six of them head off to the cave to go spelunking now we have a lot of beautiful shots here of nature of the wilderness um appalachia man beautiful appalachia mountains yeah i was about to say although apparently the scenes weren't actually filmed there oh yeah so it, this takes place in the Appalachian Mountains, which is not too far from where we grew up, right? We've been there. We've spent some time yeah. there. 
it's mostly British girls uh, with one or two Americans in there. So it's kind of fun to see people from far away come to where we're from. But apparently all these shots actually came, were filmed in Scotland. Mm. So you've been to Scotland. I have been to Scotland, yeah. Yeah, so. It's not that different in lots of ways, like from the from the Appalachia. I mean, the yeah. green and the mountains, It's a lot of it has that same kind of vibe to it. Right. It's not obviously uh, from a different place. I wasn't even sure. I had to look it up. So, um, and then the inside, the interior shots in the cave, all that was apparently on a studio set. They didn't actually film in a real cave. So good job set designers. Mm -hmm. So either way, I hope you enjoy taking the beautiful scenery because you're not going to be seeing much more of it very soon. It's all going to get dark, very, very dark. On the way, they encounter a very large, what was it, a dead deer, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, that was a little off. It wasn't a red-tailed deer, uh, white-tailed deer, excuse me, like we have back home. Just you have a look on your face. Was it something else? Yeah, no, I just, I was, I remember seeing the horns, and now I'm thinking of deer was what I would have thought it was. But yeah, I think that makes sense. But it was a big head and big antlers. It definitely wasn't like a white-tailed deer. Maybe it definitely could have been like an elk or a mule deer but it was it was really large was my memory mm-hmm. from the movie. yeah it wasn't what you would typically expect to see in that area we don't have elk there in this region that's my first thought was that it was a a, a moose mm-hmm. but of course it, it wasn't when i looked i looked again and um the horns were wrong the antlers were wrong so it's supposed to be a deer but uh, maybe they got the wrong species but that's okay we'll forget them <laughs> either way it's really big and it's been killed by something Okay, so you guys remember our last episode was Cabin in the Woods, right? Yeah. And we talked about the har- harbinger, the um, Mordecai. Yep. And part of that was there's always some kind of warning to tell you, hey, you're going somewhere you shouldn't be. Here's your warning in this movie. Uh-huh. If something is around other than a human that can kill an animal that big, you might want to go somewhere else. Yeah. possibly a bear <laughs> but still you might want to go away you're watching it like ah get out that's far enough <laughs> mm-hmm. they arrive at the cave and they repel their way down okay now here's your second warning one of them sees like a was it look what looks like a bloody handprint on the cave wall oh yeah there's another warning and maybe you should have at least told your friends she just kind of looks like oh that's creepy and then goes on her way <laughs> Inside of the cave, it is, of course, pitch black, except for the lights on their helmets. Um, They have some flares. They light a flare so they can see more of the surrounding area. It gives everything like a nice black and red coloration. Sarah hears what sounds like a child laughing down a tunnel. And she starts to look around for it before being jump scared by one of her friends. Um, (laughs) This is something that always cracks me up in horror movies. Don't 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 jump scare your friends when you're in a scary situation don't grab someone's shoulder or sneak up on them say hey from like 10 feet back you know Uh, (laughs) but this movie does a great job of building up the tension one thing the director talked about was how um a lot of horror movies they try and start off really fast and then they just can't keep it up the rest of the movie and this this movie now thinking about it again they really do just keep building and building and building up until the very end the, the tension is maintained really well. At this point in the movie, I guess, you know, we've all seen this movie a long time ago, 
but it's plausible, I guess, that Sarah is just hearing things, you know, or at least believes she is hearing things. You know, we've seen, of course, how traumatized she is. She's taking some kind of pills. We don't know if it's medicine or not. <laughs> um, and we had that one girl, which girl was it? I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was Rebecca. It was listing off like all the things that can happen to you in a cave. <laughs> You can get paranoid. You can get claustrophobic. So, so for at this point, for now, all we know is she heard some kind of child's voice or something. Do you guys remember when you first saw this movie? Uh, did you know there was going to be monsters in this movie? I don't want to get too much into them, but did you know going into the film what the the twist was? Do you remember? I don't think I did. Uh, I think I did. I knew there were going to be monsters. Um, I mean, because the cover art, you know, on the actual DVD is pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, but I usually would watch. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess I wasn't. Yeah, I must have seen like the trailer, mm. or maybe mm. like you know. Well, this is like back old school where you'd actually rent the DVD, so you turn it around, DVD? and there's like. <laughs> Do you know what these things are, Jared? Do you have any of these? I have a very large collection of that ancient pictures. technology. Pictures? You know, pictures pi of the movie. Uh, <laughs> movie cover pictures. art. What is cover art? What is cover art? The cover art for this movie is actually very cool. It's a, a play on an old painting. I'm forgetting by uh, who now, but it's all the girls put together in a certain way so it looks like a skull. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the trailer. I'm sure the trailer probably gave it away or at least told us that there's something in the cave. You know, it's uh, it would it would have been great. Could you imagine seeing this movie and not knowing that's coming? Can we talk about the theories of where the monsters come from yet? Is it too early? We'll we'll get there later. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let me don't let me forget if I don't bring it up. But uh, okay, so we're still they just got into the cave, right? Sarah's heard the voice. But we're just kind of going on like normal, I guess. So the group, they all sit down to eat and kind of plan their way through. And Juno goes to check in on Sarah. Juno also apologizes for not sticking around after the accident supports Sarah. Apparently, everyone just abandoned Sarah. I guess they couldn't deal with it or didn't want to deal with it. So they just kind of left her to deal with her trauma on her own. Um, and she's clearly agitated and not really wanting to deal with this conversation. So she goes off to explore and calls the other girls when she finds the next path through the cave. It's a very small passageway, barely, barely enough room to crawl through. Uh, there is some suspicion growing among the women because this was supposed to be a level two cave, whatever that means. Those of you, if anyone listening is into caving, apparently that's a very easy cave. This is supposed to be like a tourist trap basically. And as Mia said earlier, I hope you aren't claustrophobic because this scene is very claustrophobic, mm. watching them crawl through these tiny dark holes. Sometimes they're like halfway underwater under there. It's, it's very uncomfortable. But the scene made me think, let's take a moment because it takes place in a cave. Um, let's start with Mia. Mia, do you have any caving experience or spelunking experience? Uh, um, just, you know, the tourist caves of Mexico and Texas. But other than that, no actual spelunking for me. Okay. We were walking around in some caves in Texas. Where was that? The Cavenders something. Cavenders. The caverns. I don't know. We did it, I think, once and twice in two different caves in Austin. 
Okay, so you've been you've been in caves before, but nothing quite to this extent where you're like crawling through passageways and stuff like that. Gone now. Hmm. Justin, I think I think you have right. Do you have the same experience as me? I have. Um, yeah, we did uh, in Tennessee, Lost Lost Lake, and one other caving experience I did with the church as a kid. That I don't remember where it was, but that I think we both did, but not at the same time. So yeah, I have I've experienced going into a cave and being like on a lake in a cave, and then I have the experience of going to the what's the falls? The falls is uh, I can't remember the name of the falls in Tennessee either. But and in in a cave in the uh, with the waterfall that's coming down there in Tennessee. Gosh, Mama's gonna give me such hell when she listens to this. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, those have been those have been my experiences. And then another one that was like a little bit tighter that involved actual crawling around that I think we both did, but at different times as kids. Yeah, we probably both did the same trip with the church. And that was a long time ago. But that that memory is definitely stuck with me. It's my only experience going into I mean, I've been in a, to a few in a few case, but this one is closer to this movie where you actually do crawl through passageways like on your hands and knees. And I remember um, before you could actually go through, they made you crawl through this little wooden structure to make sure you wouldn't get stuck. <laughs> so they tell you right up front, like, hey, you need to crawl through this. Make sure you can get through so we know you're not going to get stuck in there because it's a pretty long, pretty long way that you're crawling through. And I remember a couple people, you know, uh, couldn't go because they their tummies were too big. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this in this case, it wouldn't have been helpful at all because you didn't even go to the right cave. Yeah, <laughs> you keep spoiling things, Justin. We warned, <laughs> we warned them about the spoilers. <laughs> get to them, though. I have the spoilers timed out, but no, no, you're right. Um, so back to the movie, caving. Everybody, if you get a chance, caves are are beautiful. Um, don't go exploring one by yourself. Um, <laughs> Make sure you're prepared and all that stuff. But anyways, back to the movie. We just said we're talking about getting stuck. And that's exactly what happens to Sarah. Except, so all the girls make it through. She's the last one through. And I don't know that she really, she more panics than anything. I think her anxiety is just catching up with her. But she at least feels stuck. And she just has a full-on panic attack. Like, she is hyperventilating. And she's crying. And I think it was Juno comes back to help her. One of her friends comes Beth. back to help her. Beth. Who? It was Beth. Beth. Okay. Beth comes back to help her and gets her to calm down. Like, listen, you know, she does a pretty good job. That's one thing. All these characters are actually pretty smart. She does the right thing. Like, hey, listen to me. Listen to me. Just, just breathe. Breathe. Take deep breaths. It's going to be okay. You know, gets her to breathe. And when she calms her back down, I think she tells her a dirty joke. Yeah. Um, what was the joke? I know it was something about, I didn't catch it. Something about tickle, an orgasm. Right. How do you tickle a lemon? Yeah. You give it a. No, you suck the scissors or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it was okay. How do you give a lemon an orgasm? Oh, you, there you go. There you go. You yeah. suck the citrus. Is that right? I yeah. Think, oh, you tickle, tickle the citrus. Are you tickle I, the citrus the I don't know. Either either way, it's yeah, kind of a dumb joke, but <laughs> to get their friends to laugh. So she calms her down. She's like, okay, okay, I'm all right. I'm all right. She's like, ah, I forgot the rope back, and she starts to go back to it. But what happens, guys? <laughs> The cave starts to shake. Yes, which is 
I remember when we went down into the cave, the guy made a joke about that and everyone got really uncomfortable. <laughs> Was it uh, yeah, to get caved in. Yeah, yeah. So it's everything like... literal cave, how terrible would that be? Mm -hmm. If you ever wanted to know, watch this movie. Um, <laughs> so the cave starts to shake, like it's caving in or there's an earthquake or something and they're like, screw the rope bag, just climb. Uh, and it, the passageway collapses behind them. And we see Sarah has that vision of, again. It kind of cuts back to her daughter's birthday cake in the darkness. Uh, and then she's shaken awake by her friends and it's really dusty. And her friends, when they, they get her, when the dust clears, they try and figure out their next step. So <laughs> someone mentions that the book said there were three ways out of the cave. So it's okay, we still have two. And they asked Juno to check the book. And Juno says she didn't bring the book. And everyone realizes what has happened. Uh, Mia, what did Juno do? She decided that she was going to ex take the girls to explore an un uh, what is it a word uncharted a cave yeah unexplored cave, and she wanted for them to discover it on their own and get to name it. But you know, turns out now they're lost in it. <laughs> yeah, um, so she has taken them to. A different cave and to make matters worse um Spoilers, they, reported gosh. They, going, <laughs> they reported that they were going to the other cave so no one knows they're in this cave um so no one's going to be coming looking for them yeah no yeah so this is kind of a nice idea i guess i mean exploring an uncharted cave for these friends who are very experienced maybe that makes sense i don't know or not, but to not tell your friends you're going into an uncharted cave is kind of a dick move, right? Major dick. <laughs> yeah, I would be super pissed. So they they just have to push forward, basically, uh, kind of digging their way through as they go, pushing rocks out of the way. They quickly come to a giant pick, pit, giant pit in the cave, blocking their way. And they don't have all of their equipment, as we've just established. So, Justin, how do they deal with the giant pit? Well, they have to stick things up into the ceiling to get <laughs> <laughs> across. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did have either of you guys ever done any climbing? Like actually um... climbing. Not like that. Not like that. I've done rock, indoor rock climbing, mm -hmm. uh, but I've had, never had to actually use a lot of the carabiner. Well, just the carabiner to just like tighten yourself in, but I've never had to use any of the rock climbing equip equipment that you put in the rocks or actually, you know, used the, mm -hmm. for the um, strength of your hands. Yeah. I've done, I did a little bit of, as you said, indoor rock climbing in college, um, but I still don't know all the terminology. I'm not sure the things that they're sticking into the ceiling of the cave, would those be considered carabiners? No, they're not carabiners. I don't know what they're called. The carabiners are kind of the, they're the ones that are, are attached to you. Attached to you and you tighten. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, basically, if you guys have, if you've seen people climbing, free climbing up mountains, um, they make the path to attach the rope as they go. So she's climbing, hanging from the ceiling of the cave, shoving these things into the 
the rocks in between the rocks to hold the rope as she goes. So it's, um, it's a very, very tense scene. And you're not sure if she's going to make it. This is a horror movie, so she could very well fall to her death at this point in the movie. Um, but she does succeed. Uh, and the women begin to climb across one by one until only Juno is left. And Juno realizes, hey, we might need this equipment later on. We might need it later on. So as she climbs across, she's undoing the rope course behind her. It's all very, uh, very tense. But when she gets to the last one, she falls. Now, of course, she's still attached to the rope, so she doesn't just free fall, but her friends are holding the rope. And actually, Rebecca is the one holding the slack, and the rope like tears open her hand, and she lets go, and the other girls have to jump in and grab the rope so she doesn't fall to her death. <laughs> but Rebecca's hand gets torn up really, really bad. Yeah. On the other side, they discuss what they have found in the ceiling. Uh, I'm just going to call them, Mia, did you find the word, what they're called? No. I'm just going to call them a harness. Sorry, if anybody out there is a caver, you can correct us in the comments. Um, the harness, someone else had already put one up there, which means that this cave has, someone's been down here before. But Juno says that it's, you know, it must be 100 years old. And whoever put it there must not have made it out of the cave because otherwise the cave would be documented. As they move further into the cave, they find some cave paintings. Looks like ancient cave paintings. That's kind of a nice touch. On it are the mountains, some animals, and the cave. And the cave has two entrances. Yes. Mm. So they're encouraged. They're encouraged that they may be able to make it out. Um, they move forward, but soon they have to choose between two paths. And they're pretty smart here. Do you guys remember how they, they figure out how to pick a path? Yeah, she uh, Juno lights a lighter and sees which way the air is going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, clever. Uh, I assume that would, I don't know if that would really work this deep down into the cave or not, but uh, it's worth a shot. Yeah. Pretty smart. I like it though. So the equipment are called cams. Yeah. Cams, okay. Mia was determined to figure out what those things are called. Was, Gotta do it. <laughs> I could have looked it up before the podcast, but you know. <laughs> um, so anyways, yes, they're using the lighter, uh, seeing which, which path where there's wind, uh, air movement, which is very clever. And again, I know I've already mentioned it, but I love that this movie has intelligent, resourceful characters. That really makes you cheer for them more. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, what takes a horror movie to the next level is the characters. You know, here we have like real believable people who are being smart. It's not just your typical slasher kind of setup, right? So as soon as they realize, <laughs> as soon as they realize which way we're supposed to go, Holly just takes off running, you know, being the, what is she? She's like a, uh, what's the word for it? A free diver or base jumper. Base jumper. jumper. Think, yeah. Yeah, she jumps off buildings. She's she's pretty hardcore. Uh, so she just runs up ahead. And she thinks she sees lights, but she falls into a hole. Now things are starting to really get tense. Um, Juno like grabs her for a moment, but can't hold her. And so she falls to the bottom of the hole where... <laughs> Mia, what happens to her on her way down? Oh my God, she's... 
smacked mm. by the rocks and then finally when she lands she's already she's broken her her leg and her bone is protruding from her skin Ugh. pretty it's pretty gross yeah her um uh, shin bone, shin bone's connected to the knee bone. Uh, it breaks out. Of, <laughs> it breaks out of the leg, and you see it sticking out. Um, this is something that always gets to me. Whenever you have bones sticking out of skin, it, you know, as much like gore and blood as I've seen in movies, that always bothers me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's laying at the bottom of the hole with a broken leg, uh, and everybody they they rappel down to get her. And while they're trying to help her, Sarah again hears what sounds like children laughing. She starts to go off to look down the, the path and they have to, uh, they have to hold Holly down to Push it, back. force the bone back in. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm not a rest medical emergency medical person, clearly, um, but uh, <laughs> I guess that's right. I don't know. If you have a bone sticking out in a survival situation, I don't know. Uh, look it up before you try it yourselves. But they have to force the bone back into her leg so they can tend to the wound, you know. Otherwise, she's just going to die. And it's it's really painful to watch. But Sarah, okay, so Sarah, while this is happening, she's down at the end of the cave. And what does she see down far away, Justin? some creepy character that has got this grayish skin tint bent over (sighs) yeah she sees we don't get a good look at it yet don't worry we get a good look later and we'll we'll talk about it when we get there but she sees something down at the end that is like gray kind of vaguely human and um but she's jump scared again by juno (laughs) who takes her back so Sarah, at this point, she's finally like, okay, I've heard voices. I've, I've seen this thing. I need to tell everybody. Uh, but they just, they're very dismissive of her. Again, understandably, because they're focused on Holly and surviving. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, yeah, you, you saw something. You're freaked out. We get it. Uh, <laughs> once we get moving again, it's explained that Holly, um, she didn't actually see light. Do you guys remember, um, it it was was like phosphorus rock or something. Yeah. Um, did I, so I learned something from this movie. Did you guys know that, that that's a thing phosphorus can give off? I did. I I I took geology. I think I dropped out of my geology class because that was a terrible (laughs) professor. (laughs) But yeah, apparently phosphorus can, uh, give off light. something about the gas, um, can give off light so that's what they thought that or that's what they saw they didn't actually see light from a an opening into the cave they're seeing this gas now at this point can we just take a moment to really give these actresses um uh give them their props because i didn't watch it i didn't have a chance to watch any behind the scenes footage of this but they obviously went through hell to make this movie uh even though they're not really in a cave they are constantly like walking through mud and they're soaking wet and it's you know there's water falling down on their heads so props to them for dealing with shooting this movie yeah so they come to a part of the cave that is full of bones yeah she says uh dead animals hundreds of them 
I'm sure that's kind of creepy. You know, you don't want <laughs> you never want to find a room full of bones, especially in a cave. Um, to make it worse, there are multiple pathways now, and they don't know the direction. But another jump scare. You know, I usually don't like jump scares in horror movies. I think it's kind of cheap. I think this movie finds the right balance, though. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Was it was it excessive with the jump scares or? No, I love. I think it was just enough because they always got me. Like I, mm-hmm. I knew. That, no, you get because the movie is so intense and it pulls you. You're like paying so much attention that it does such a good job at having the jump scares at right moments where you're so engulfed in what's going on that it scares the living heck out of you. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm with Jared in that I usually think uh, jump scares are cheap scares, but they are really well executed and made me jump several times in addition to the cringe moments we were just talking about. But yeah, several really, and the music adds to the jump mm-hmm. scares really well at multiple times. Uh, the sound uh, that accompanies it. So, yeah, I, uh, I thought the jump scares were really well executed. Yeah, the music is pretty fairly subtle in this, this movie, but I mean, knowing the genre, you can usually tell, okay, something's going to happen soon because of the music. Um, the jump scares are, with the exception of those couple of cliche times where someone's like, hey, I'm right behind you, you know, like we mentioned earlier. I think it's done pretty well. But here, the jump scare is they finally all see one of the monsters, right? What do we want to call these things? In my notes, I just kept calling them monsters, cave dwellers. Um, I looked it up and they're called crawlers. And crawlers. modeled after Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. Everything's come full circle. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> We I a, 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 was it IMDb where we found it today where that they were they were modeled off of uh, Nosferatu, which is and then when you like once you read it, you can't unsee it when you see the creatures. Uh, yeah. The crawlers, as it were. Mm-hmm. Crawlers. I'll try to remember to call them crawlers. Okay. Um and speaking of crawling, these things can crawl on the ceiling. So that's what it does. Uh and everyone's like, screw this. They just run down a random path. Okay. Now, things have been, there have been some really tense scenes up until this point in the movie, but now um, all chaos breaks out, right? It's hard to see what's going on in the darkness of the cave, um, but everyone's scattered. And one of the creatures attacks and kills, I think it was Holly. Holly is the first one to go, isn't she? It rips her throat. Yeah. Uh, it, it kills her very quickly. And Juno... <laughs> Juno fights the monster over her body, basically, right? You know, you, you don't know how you're going to act until you're in these situations, but I guess in this situation, you know, maybe she doesn't realize her friend is dead, but she is literally fighting this uh, this thing over over her body. But she does kill it. She's got like, um, what, what are they using? Some some kind of a tool? It's, it's like a pick. Like, yeah, it's like a pick like that they use for like thing, wall yeah. climbing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's a sharp tool for climbing. And she uses that and kills the monster. But this is why you don't sneak up on people. Uh, she accidentally also stabs Beth in the neck. Like as she's fighting this thing, Beth comes up behind her and she just turns around and instinctively stabs her. And <laughs> yeah, whoops. Um, you just accidentally stabbed your friend in the neck. And Beth like falls to the f- ground and she's struggling to breathe. And she's trying, like telling Juno, like, don't, don't leave me here. And as she falls, she tries to grab on to Juno and pulls off her necklace. Remember that, because it's important. 
uh, and she asked her, you know, like, don't, don't leave me. But I guess Juno is just so completely in shock. She just leaves, you know. Um, then we go back to Sarah. So everyone's kind of, we kind of split up here um, in the chaos. Sarah wakes up on the floor and she uses her video camera's night vision, I think it was, to look around. So this is not too long after um Blair Witch and the found footage thing was huge at this point right mm -hmm. um so we get a little bit of that in this movie she's looking through her her the night vision on her camera and she sees there's not just animal bones but also human bones great <laughs> she can also see the monsters um but she is again smart enough to keep quiet uh, even when they throw down Holly's body next to her and begin to tear into it. Except for at one point, she like tries not to throw up. She gags, <laughs> causing the monsters to turn and search, search for her. But luckily, or luckily for her, stupidly on Juno's part, Juno is shouting to try and find her friends. Mm -hmm. So that distracts the monsters. Meanwhile, Sam and Rebecca have like crawled, they've crawled into a hole to hide basically. One of the monsters comes very close to them, but can't find them and begins to crawl away. Except for, do you know, remember what gives them away? Yes. Um, it's mentioned earlier, she has this, this watch that her boyfriend gave her or something. And for some reason, the alarm starts going off. <laughs> so very quickly, she, what does she do? Um, it's like pulls, it, yeah. yeah, she just pulls it off and throws it, yeah. which is smart. And the monster throws it. Okay, so at this point in the movie, we've finally gotten several good looks at the monster. So let's talk a little more uh, just about the monsters, what they look like. You guys already said apparently they were uh, modeled after Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah, they're blind. Mm-hmm. They have really sensitive hearing. Yep. They can um, climb on ceilings and walls. Yeah, they have primitive, the way that they walk and kind of like um just kind of like scope the area around because i think when you first see it it's like eating something in the water or something like that so it's like bent over hunched over kind of like really weirdly evil they're clearly evil clearly right? evil clearly yeah. evil <laughs> different than us <laughs> clearly evil so one of the things that mia found about them that i thought was fun is talking about maybe like where are they coming where are they coming from so in addition to like what they look like one of the cool things like so i thought the movie was setting it up where it was the earlier travelers, but one of the ideas is that maybe they just like evolved separately from humans as cave dwellers, uh, which makes actually more sense as to why they like evolved to not be able to see over like a longer term. Yeah, because you see all the cave drawings. And yeah. Kind of, yeah, they're creepy looking. I didn't interpret it as the previous travelers, um, but I think they basically do discuss that these are humans or at least a human common ancestor that went down into the cave and been down there so long, they just lost their sense of sight and they adapted to that environment. Right. Which, you know, um, knowing a little bit about science, I do have a science degree. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of works. Right. I mean, we will, we do see animals in caves sometimes like blind fish, you know, if, if an animal for many, many years, a uh, species is down in an environment like that, they may lose their sense of sight. So it does make sense. Right. Mole rats. Mole rats. Uh, yeah. Little mole rats. 
Um, and that's kind of what these things, I didn't think of the Nosferatu uh, collection, but I did think of the little, the little mole rats with their weird looking faces and they're blind. Mm-hmm. And these things, they don't, um, they don't move like people, you know, they're more, I guess, ape-like. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like scatter, crawl on the ground on their hands and knees. You know what they really remind me of? And this might ruin the movie for you. Um, Gollum and Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they remind me of that. And they also remind me of those like really weird um, humanoid things from like I Am Legend. You guys oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and the guy from Pan's Labyrinth when he's like, oh, yeah. the, the big... That with the one with the eyeballs on yes. his hands. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So these are freaky things. As far as I mean, we kind of covered where did they come from. Um, the movie never really gets more in depth about it than that. You don't get much more explanation. Just kind of what we said. The girls uh, have the same conversation. You know, these things must have been down here for who knows how long, and they've evolved to be this way, but. They're predators, right? <laughs> we know that much. Before we jump back in, I also want to talk about the lighting in this movie. You know, we said earlier that it's a very dark movie. So it could have been very, um, very boring in terms of colors. But I think they do a very good job, actually, with bringing in some color here. Um, we already said Sarah's night vision on her camera makes everything look kind of green. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have Sam and Rebecca. They have a, a like a light stick that you crack to make it glow, and mm-hmm. it's green. it's also green. And then Juno has they they have the flares and Juno's flashlight, mm-hmm. both give off a red color. So as you're switching between these different characters, you get like red, you get green, um, black. It's it's kind of a nice contrast and just makes things a little more interesting than complete black. Yeah. I also think that they give you just enough light, even in the black scenes where you feel like you're in the dark, but you could still kind of tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's a difficult, that's a difficult thing to pull off because really you shouldn't be able to see them at all. Right. Uh, but if you light them too much, it looks like there's light in the cave. So I think they, they do it just just right i don't know what did you guys think did you ever feel like hey did, were you ever thinking about that were you ever taking out of the movie thinking about the light or is that just me no. <laughs> yeah okay. well, i mean so we watch it on our projector screen and it's lighter uh, in general so sometimes it's like harder to make out even the darker scenes because of that um so yeah sometimes it's a little hard to make things out but mm. Not in any way that was like overwhelming. No, I think it was just our setup. I think in regular a regular setup mm-hmm. where you could where it's not as light. Plus it doesn't get as dark here until much later. And it's so, still not dark I here mean, and it's like nine o'clock. It's nine o'clock and <laughs> you can yeah. see outside. And as I mentioned, this is a movie you need to see in pretty yeah. much complete darkness. So yeah, I think it's actually done. It has the right balance. I mean, and sometimes you're not supposed to be able to tell what's going on, right? That's also a trick to make things kind of confusing as to what you're seeing. All right, so back to the movie. Um, we already said Sarah, Sarah, she makes like a little torch. She's again, very resourceful. She uses some of the equipment to 
mm. uh, basically make a, a handmade torch. Sam and Rebecca come out, start looking for the others, and they're attacked by one of the monsters. That's a lot of the rest of the movie. Get used to it. People getting attacked by, what did we say, crawlers? Yes, crawlers. Crawlers, 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 crawlers. okay. Uh, but when they get attacked, Juno comes in and just stabs it before finishing it off by twisting its neck. Oh, so, yeah. It's like savage mode right now. Yeah, Juno has gone completely feral, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, does she have experience with this sort of thing? She's a very efficient killer. <laughs> And Juno tells them that Holly and Beth are dead, but she does not tell them that she's the one that accidentally killed Beth. I mean, given the circumstances, I, I don't know. What, what, <laughs> what do you do in that situation? You accidentally just killed your friend? Do you tell people? Or I don't know. I think, who knows? Yeah. I think maybe you tell them later after you've survived first and then deal with it. <laughs> but um, a lot in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she does, but at that point, she just says, um, "They're both dead," and she does not mention that she's the one who killed Beth. They they have the same conversation we had earlier, talking about what the monsters are. Um, but Juno has found some more cave markings that she believes point to the way out. Uh, but first, we got to go reunite with Sarah. So, if you've lost track, we have four girls left, right? We have Sarah, and she's off on her own. And then the other three, Sam, Rebecca, and Juno, are together looking for her. Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah is exploring the bone room uh, when she finds Beth. It's very creepy. Like, just suddenly you hear <gasps> someone breathe, and there's Beth. Still alive, but barely. Okay, Mia, I'll let you take this one. What... What is conveyed in this scene? What is what information does Beth have for uh, Sarah? Uh, so Beth lets Sarah know that um, Juno killed her. Um, also that she left her there and she shouldn't trust her. Mm -hmm. She should find her own way out. And she kind of also just tells her, hey, your uh, Juno was cheating, was um, sleeping with your husband and they were cheating <laughs> on you. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the first time, this all happens very quick, so you can miss it. I think the first time I saw this movie, I did miss it. Um, for one, Beth is struggling to breathe. It's hard to hear what she's saying. And she actually hands her the necklace, right, that she yeah. took off of Juno's neck. And on it, do you remember what it says, either of you? Um, oh, I can't remember, but I remember it means a lot to her, and she repeats it a lot and kisses it, but I can't remember. Yeah, it says love each day which we've established earlier in the movie, we didn't talk about it, but she has kind of this little flashback where she remembers that that's something her husband used to say. So now she's got Juno's necklace that has a quote from her husband. And uh, Beth actually tells her, her husband's name is Paul. Paul gave it to her. Don't mm -hmm. trust him. Um, <laughs> so we can put together here um, that Sarah's husband was cheating on her with Juno. Justin, like you mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Um, At the very beginning, we knew all along. <laughs> yeah. And if you rewatch the movie, you'll pick up on a lot of little things, like small shots and glances that kind of explain this. So we hear the monsters coming, and Sarah's trying to help Beth, but she is clearly not going to survive. 
so Justin, what does uh, what does she ask Sarah to do? Finish her off. Mm-hmm. She basically says, "Kill me! Don't yeah. leave me here! Don't let me die like this! Don't let me get eaten by those monsters! I need you to kill me." <laughs> um, and here's another very hard choice. We get a lot of hard choices, and that that's what makes this movie so good. There's real moments where you can go, "Oh my God, what do you do in that situation?" You know, it's not just people getting slaughtered by monsters. I would kill you, just for the record. Yeah. Just so you know, uh, I would kill you. Both. Thank of you. you. I, would I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't um, think we'd be in that situation. I would offer you. you. <laughs> I would offer you. You guys should offer me if I'm begging. Uh, okay, packed, packed. Yeah. If someone's begging you to kill them and they're gonna die anyways, I guess yeah. maybe that's fair. If you're gonna die, yeah, I'll finish you off. <laughs> I'll even go finish, finish me off. Do it. <laughs> and how? Do you remember how she does it? This is just stabber. No. no, she drops a huge rock on her head. Yeah, that's worse. Uh, from what yeah. I could see, again, it's very quick, but she picks up a, yeah. smashes her head in. No. Uh, like yeah. quick, quick and sudden. Yeah, bash my head in with a rock team. Do it. Yeah, and she also tells her, like, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's hard stuff. Eyes. She tells her, like, you close your it. eyes, close your eyes, so you won't see it coming. Yeah. Now, I have to say, it's hard to think of any of many characters in movies that go through more than Sarah goes through in this movie. Yeah. Just in case you can't, you're not keeping track. Husband and child die in a car accident. She's stuck in a cave with maybe no way out being attacked by cave dwelling monsters. She has to kill her dying friend after finding out that her other friend was responsible for, for it and is responsible for getting them in the cave. And her husband was cheating on her with her. Yep. <laughs> Man. You need to pick better friends and family. And that's a takeaway. Yeah. Do that's a better. Do, <laughs> do better. Pick a better husband and pick Sarah. better friends, do better. Sarah. <laughs> do better. And just before. the victim. That's right. <laughs> do better. So anyways, in case that wasn't enough for Sarah to go through, um, she gets attacked by one of the monsters immediately after having to kill, um, having to kill her friends. So. She quickly kills that one, but there's another one behind her. Now, think back to this scene. I don't know if you noticed again, because it's hard to tell because it's dark. But didn't that monster, uh, the that crawler, look female? Do you remember? Is it? It's when the the little one and the and the female one, right? Yeah, yeah. One's like a smaller one, and the other one was a female looking. Because then they fall into the pit of blood, right? Yes. So she has just killed the first one. The second one that comes up is visibly female, right? Yes. And it checks on the one that she just killed and appears to be upset before turning on her angrily. Now, you know, every episode I have to dig a little too deep into something. But if this one is female, then this its situation mirrors Sarah's situation. It mm-hmm. has just lost its mate. Yeah. So, um, which of course pisses it off and it goes after Sarah. Now, Sarah runs off this time um, and falls into a giant anybody? pool of blood. A giant pool of blood. Yes, that's the only thing you can call it. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff in the movie up until this point is pretty plausible, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, you could have isolated creatures that developed into kind of these 
monster-like things, theoretically. The pool of blood, not too realistic, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> they drain all their victims. Yeah, 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 they drain all their victims. Yeah. yeah, except we see that they pretty much just shred them wherever they find them, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, giant pool of blood, awesome, and she falls into it. Um, did you guys think she was going to drown here? Mm. No. No. It seems like to you know it, it he- hesitates for a minute. It seems like maybe she's not going to make it out, but she does. Um, she does make it out of the water or the blood, excuse me, only to be attacked by the monster again. Uh-huh. Uh, after a struggle, she grabs one of the animal bones and stabs it to death. There's a lot of stabbing crawl crawlers uh, to death in this movie. Makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah. she climbs out of the pool of blood and there's another monster there's a lot of them in case you haven't caught on um this time she is ready do you remember how she takes out this one i know it's pretty specific she grabs um like a femur bone a very mm-hmm. large bone and uh bashes it in the head yep so then there's a great shot of her completely drenched in blood looking like carrie Mm-hmm. and the camera moves in on her and she just screams <laughs> which makes complete sense that's her breaking point yeah i mean crawling out of a pool of blood after everything we've established she's been through yeah she just screams uh we got to get to carry at some point too did we yeah, not do yeah. that one yet no nope, not yet we're already at the point where i sometimes forget which ones we have and have not done yeah next episode is number 25 the other girls hear her scream uh one of them i can't remember which one it is was it rebecca uh says is ready to leave her behind right oh no she's probably dying we it was rebecca yeah yeah the sisters are like she's dead we need to go yeah but juno and again we're making juno out to look pretty bad here she's done some bad things in this movie but she also comes to the rescue a few times and she's the one who flat out says here we're not leaving without sarah okay And on the way, she sees a large, she sees a large group of the monsters, like a whole room full of them. And so she runs back off, uh, meets up back with Rebecca. Okay, so Sam has gone up ahead, I guess, but mm-hmm. they encounter another giant's pit. Um, Common theme in this movie. Giant pits, yeah. So she tries. What is she tries to do? The same thing they did earlier, right, Mia? Yes. Um, yeah, she placing the, you looked it up. What what are they called? The things you put in the ceiling? Cams. Cam. The cams, thank you. See, it was worth looking up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she does the same thing. She's like, okay, I guess I got to do this now. Um, except it's made worse. Remember, she's hanging from the ceiling here, hanging from one hand, shoving these things into the ceiling. Uh, it's made worse though, because remember her hand got torn open. Mm-hmm. So the other two, Juno and Rebecca, catch up with her, and they're begging her to come back, or they say, you're not going to have enough rope to get across or something. Um, this is another great action scene, because as she's crawling across, she encounters a problem. Justin, do you remember what problem she encounters crawling across the ceiling? Nope. I don't remember. It's a crawler. Nope. <laughs> no, it's I don't remember. What is it, Mia? It's a crawler. Yes. <laughs> crawling on the ceiling. Yeah, so... Yeah. And a crawler crawling on the ceiling. 
what happens? <laughs> they duke it out and they're fighting each other. And then the, she does manage to knock it over and it falls down, but he, it also manages to slit her throat. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a double fatality, right? It crawls to her and slits her throat, but she like stabs it, calling it to fall down to the pits. And then she dies and she's like hanging in midair over this pit, bleeding to death from her neck, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so before we even have time to take that in, another one, this whole, this whole last half of the movie is just crawlers jumping out one after the other, basically. Yeah. Uh, one of them jumps out and kills Rebecca, just like that. She's dead. Mm -hmm. Now we are completely down to just Sarah, who's somewhere traumatized and juno who jumps into a lake i wasn't really clear on that there's there, there's just like yeah there's like a little um cave lake there and she dives into it but in a really creepy shot there's another one in the water and she wakes it up and has to kill it that just fell down the attacked um sam oh is it yeah because she jumped yeah yeah no, I don't think it is because that one was bleeding and this one isn't bleeding. And this uh, one's like asleep, isn't it? No, I think it was just like hanging out. Because <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if they know how to swim. <laughs> it yeah. was just hanging out in the water. I don't know. Yeah, It looked like it was sleeping. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's a cool visual. And when, it, when she comes close to it, it springs alive and uh, attacks her. But she kills it underwater. She climbs out and meets up with Sarah. <laughs> Now, remember, Sarah is still completely covered in blood, um, blood from who knows what. It's just a giant pool of blood. And she asks about the others. She's told, you know, everyone's dead. And she specifically asks about Beth, like, did you see her die? And Juno, Juno just nods. Yeah, I, I saw her die. Um, <laughs> now, Sarah looks, Sarah's scary at this point in the movie, you know. She looks terrifying and she looks like she's about to kill Juno but she just says come on all right they go into another room and in case you haven't had enough of the crawlers this whole room is just like filled with them and we get an all-out action scene what did you guys think about this this scene a battle royale I guess it's awesome yeah it's it's the ultimate fight fight or flight right yeah <laughs> crushing the crawlers crushing the crawlers man yeah, they're just like, ah, all right, here we go. Um, I actually kind of had some problems with this scene. Uh, I thought there was too much shaky cam and fast editing. Mm. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I don't like that in movies where I can't really tell what's going on. You know enough of what's going on. They, you can see them kill a monster here. Someone gets dragged across there, but it's a little too messy of a scene for me. Yeah. It's it's cool though, right? Them just going on an all-out battle, and they kill all of them, I think. They pretty much just kill all of them. After the fight, it's time for Sarah to confront Juno. It's a reckoning. Yeah. Do you remember how she does it, Justin? She stabs her in the leg. Yeah. More monsters coming. Yeah. So that she but, yeah, but before that, she doesn't say anything to her. She just shows her the necklace. Mm -hmm. and neither one of them say a word they just kind of look at each other and they both know yeah. it's great because a lot gets said without any dialogue yeah. and then you hear the monster coming and as justin said um she stabs she doesn't kill her she's this is actually maybe worse she stabs her in the leg and runs off 
leaving her behind to face the monsters herself, injured. <laughs> All right, we're almost to the ending now. Sarah falls down into a tunnel. Um, and when she arrives, slides into a new room, it's filled with more bones, but it also has light and you can see the exit. So she climbs up out of the exit and boom, we're back into the woods. Yep. She makes her way back to the vehicle and drives off. Mia, is that the end of the movie? No. What happens after she drives off? Well, she's driving off in panic, which one of the things that I told Justin, I was like, you know, this is a horror movie. You should always check the back seat. <laughs> but anyway, she drives off into panic and then she pulls over on the side of the road and she's like breathing because she's like, oh, I just yeah, survived she's completely this. Breaking down. Yeah. And she turns around and she sees Juno. Well, I guess the, the ghost of the Juno. Ghost of Juno. Yeah. All right. And for our movie now, as just mentioned earlier, there is a different ending. We'll get to that first, but let's just talk about this ending. So, yeah, she gets out. First of all, she finds her way back to the vehicle pretty quickly. Um, and um, she actually, what, she leans out the door to vomit, which makes sense. Uh, I'm surprised you don't see that more in these kind of gory, horrible movies. When people are in that much stress or dealing with that kind of stuff, you're going to throw up. But anyways... So finally, at the end of the movie, she just like leans out the door to vomit. And when she sits up, there's Juno. Um, so how did you guys, either one of you can jump in. How did you interpret this, this ending? Is Juno, well, I have a couple ideas, but what did you think about the ending? I think it is Juno was haunting her kind of similarly to how her daughter was haunting her. I mean, that seemed to be the like naturalist, uh, that, that seemed to be the natural haunting her in the way that the tragic death of her daughter was haunting her yeah like guilt she's carrying around guilt and yeah. now juno was part of the guilt because uh when her husband and her daughter died she felt guilty about it right because she was the one driving right i'm almost i think she was the one driving or was he driving no the husband was driving when was driving oh okay then yeah because she was distracting him they were talking and they were both staring at each other then suddenly like a truck just slammed into them and she felt guilty um and so she kept having those like anxiety breaks where she'd see the birthday cake and the guilt and now she has the guilt of you know leaving juno behind mm -hmm. and also it's throughout the film it's a theme that her friends abandoned her after the accident and, and then yeah then she abandons Juno so yeah I like that that was one way I saw it like Justin said that you could see Juno as a ghost here who's haunting her uh you could see also see it as Sarah has completely just snapped finally you know which makes perfect sense mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about the alternate ending but first I want to back up a little bit what did you guys think of Sarah's there's a lot of decisions in this movie um, that are tough to make, but what did you think of Sarah's decision to injure Juno and leave her behind? What do you do in that situation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I actually, I mean, I think it was kind of shitty. And I actually, I thought Beth's last words, like giving the character her last words saying like, she left me and your husband cheated on you. Just, um, I don't know. I feel like um, 
it's not a reason to stab someone in the leg and leave them to die. Um, uh, so I thought it was uh, a little bit of an overreaction, but it's hard to know what you would do in that moment. But I really hope I would not kind of stab someone in the leg and leave them to die and be tortured. Um, that's my take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think working with somebody to get out of that situation is better other than just kind of like stabbing them in the leg. But also she's full of, I mean, it's, it's you, they're lost in a cave. So I think anybody can relate to when you're having a shitty day and then it just gets piled on. More. You just want to stab someone and in the more. leg and leave them behind. For no. gross. <laughs> and so like you, you know, Juno has got them lost and they are now fighting for their lives. People are dead. Her best friend uh, who stuck it out with her was killed by Juno. And her husband, you know, it's just it's just a pile on of stress and trauma that she just kind of like just snapped. Yeah. So logically, it's not the moral decision to make. But when you're in this situation, you're not, you probably wouldn't behave the way you'd like to think you would behave. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't surprise me that she, it wouldn't have surprised me if she just flat out killed Juno. But she, she goes an extra step further in cruelty. She doesn't kill her. She like injures her and then leaves her there to be killed by the monster. So it's an extra step worse. Um, And also there's some tragedy in it because the truth is Sarah thinks that Juno is just a murderer, basically, right? She doesn't know it was an accident. That information never gets across to her. And Juno, I mean, yes, she made the bad decision of bringing them down to the cave. Yes, she was cheating uh, with the husband. But also, she's not just a completely evil person. She is the one who went back to try and save Sarah. She tries to save the other girls several times. So it's all, it's pretty complex, you know. All right. Well, the only thing we have to talk about now is the alternate ending. Did either of you look up the alternate ending? I did not. I did. Uh, I didn't watch it, um, but I just, I I read what it was. Do you remember what happened? Yeah, so um, when she sees Juno in her car, she wakes up and she's still in the cave and the creatures are closing in on her. And the, mm-hmm. the idea is that she, uh, the creatures close in on her like they did on Juno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's just a little bit more there. Um, that's right. So basically the ending that we got in North America cuts off a, a minute from the ending of the film because they thought it was just too dark. Um, for for Americans, I guess. So yeah, after she sees Juno and screams, she wakes up and she's still in the cave, like you said. Um, but she also has one final hallucination of the birthday cake, except oh, this yeah. time her daughter is there and she actually sees her daughter. Um, and then, but the camera turns and we realize that she's actually looking at her torch and her daughter is of course not there but her face doesn't register that and she seems to have completely snapped all the way finally. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there smiling. The camera backs away, just leaving her there, basically showing that she's completely lost and we hear Juno screaming. Then it ends. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Was the original ending, or I guess we could call it the, the UK ending better or do you like the one we get? I like the UK ending 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in part because it's darker. Yeah. I mean, we're talking horror here, but yeah, I mean that's a much more fitting into the movie, I think, um, and much more terrifying. Yeah, and it plays in with, you know, it's a it, they built up to the ending throughout the whole movie, right? We have two hallucination scenes with the birthday cake, and then we finally get one last one with her uh, apparently completely snapped, and. Um, so yeah, that, that's obviously the ending that's intended, right? And we just got a little cut off. So, um, so but yeah, I do think uh, the original ending is the, the proper one. Watch it that way if you can. All right, that is the end of The Descent. Any last words before we close up here? Rent it, on download DVD. it. Go buy it on DVD and buy you a DVD player and see if they still work. No. Do they still work? No. Do they still work? Yes. There's also Blu-ray. Uh- sometimes maybe. so definitely rent it wash it in the dark with some really good sound system um it's gonna be an awesome movie to watch highly recommend yeah, yeah i think i definitely recommend it too uh it's, it's one of the better ones especially from that time period yeah at that point in time everything was kind of turning to found footage movies and the so-called torture porn thing where everyone was trying to follow saul and hostel um, and this is kind of a, a different, a different film. I think it really holds up. Yeah. What about you, Justin? You recommend it? Two thumbs up, man. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. There's also the Descent too, right? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Have you, have either of you seen the Descent too? I think I have. I'm almost certain I have. I have none. Do you? Okay, well then you probably don't know what you thought about it if you're not completely sure if you saw it. <laughs> I think I. I, I mean. Uh, spoilers it's it's because juno is still alive and she goes back to go find her right yes and the sequel uh so it came out in 2009 and it's basically sarah has amnesia so it's a sequel that didn't need to exist because you know she's supposed to go crazy or die at the end of this movie but in the sequel she makes it out and she has amnesia and basically um she has to go back in with a rescue party and yeah, you're right. She she slowly remembers what had happened, and Juno is still alive, so she has to reconfront Juno. Um, yeah, so I it's a decent sequel. I think if you like this movie, you should watch it. Uh, it's not as good as the first one, and it kind of goes over a lot of the same ground. You know, we're back into the cave with the the crawlers again. Yeah. Um, kind of ruins the the ending, as I said. But other than that, yeah, you know, it's all right. Although it does have a good twist ending. So if you haven't seen the sequel, you might want to stop listening now because we're going to spoil the ending to The Descent 2. Do you remember the very end of that movie? Okay. There's this old man who kind of like lives in the woods and is helping them out. Um, And at the end of the movie, again, I think it's Sarah. I think it's Sarah. She makes it out again, only to have the man, this old man come out of nowhere, attack her and throw her back into the cave. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah. yeah, and it's basically implied that he is like um uh like a servant of these things, or that he gives them, you know, maybe he gives them sacrifices to keep them underground or something. But uh yeah, it's an it's another it's a great little twist that gives you just a little bit more to think about. So Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. And actually it had been so long since I saw this movie, I wasn't sure if this one ended that way or not. Um yeah. So, but then I remembered, oh, I remember the jump scare in the car. But yeah, so that's The Descent too. Like I said, I warned you I was going to spoil it. <laughs> All right. That's The Descent. Um, 
Good movie. We talked about it a lot. Um, The next episode is my pick. Hooray. And we are watching The Wicker Man. To be clear, we're watching the classic 1973 film with Christopher Lee, not the 2006 version with Nicolas Cage. Uh, (laughs) You can watch that one on your own. Maybe we'll get to it one day. But 1973 Wicker Man, it is a classic, very different movie. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you guys seen The Wicker Man yet? No, I have not. I maybe saw a few minutes of it, but it was the Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, different movie. Do not watch the Nicolas Cage one. <laughs> um, great. So cool. I get to introduce you guys to one. All right. That's enough for now. Uh, guys, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to uh, like us on our Facebook page. Rabid Weasel Reviews is the title of it for right now. Leave us some comments. Leave us suggestions. And we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody.